so I was at Wally's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, one thing, one thing that I think about is like I feel like we'll have like little little acronyms like Lyle, so I was at Wally's, Barons, Matt, I'm half Black Ducket. Yeah, yeah. Like, those things <laughs> that we just. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I was a recurring parts of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was a Wally's a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to this dude. It's a screenwriter. We're at the bar talking, and then um, some uh, some other guys are there. Then a guy that recognizes me from uh, hosting the show at Westside Comedy Theater is there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, hey!" And everybody's like, "Hey, hey this is, we know the guy." And then the screenwriter's like, "Oh, so you're a comic?" And, uh-huh. And, you know, we, we get to talking and all that. Then it's this woman walking by herself. She looks like when Donald Trump was like, why can't we have more of the bad bitches from the European countries here? She looked like some sort of Kavian. Yeah, from one yeah. of them stand countries. Yeah. <laughs> Tall, blonde. She had like. Yeah, those yutty countries. Long legs, tractive blonde, definitely wasn't from here and had, um, had her tits out. You know, or, or what of the tits? Like, you know, perky B cups, but breasts is definitely out. So he's like, "Yo, like, you think she's um, um, you think she's a working girl?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, gotta be." And then like we see her drinking white wine by herself, and she looked like she was looking for clientele. Mm-hmm. So then she comes over talking to me, and I'm like, "This bitch thinks like I'm fucking gonna pay for some pussy." Like, <laughs> look, and for all this positive. Sex positive, sex worker positive talk. I can be offended that somebody thinks I'm gonna pay for some pussy. Like I can be offended by that and still be like, yeah, but y'all don't deserve to die or in the dumpster or whatever. So, <laughs> I mean, you could have just said paid equitably for your work. I mean, like obviously the dangerous sex is real, uh, but surely it was the most extreme example there. But no, I know, I know what you mean by that, where it's like. You know, I, I don't want to get into it because I'm not a sex worker and I really haven't had many conversations with people who are. But I would assume in a situation where somebody would go up to somebody like that, they're perceiving some amount of like vulnerability that their mark has. And I think it's fair to be like, yeah, it's like, do you think I just look sad here? Um, but then again, you know, like it could also just be like businessman stuff, you know, because... I mean, so many high-level C-suite executives, Just that's just what they do. They just pay money to do whatever they want. Um, so it could have been that. She could have thought you owned BET. <laughs> Turns out she was Russian, and I'm like, there's no way she's like watching Negro comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or whatever the hell's on BET now. Yeah. So. Reruns of your mama. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> no, have you ever watched BT? Like genuinely? Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. What, what? I was a one hundred and six in part. Okay. Uh, I don't even. I guess it, this really doesn't count. I was watching like Wayne's Bros and like Jamie Fox show reruns. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which like you know weren't. I don't think were BET originals, but they were just on. Nah, time. WB. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember one time one of my white cousins was watching BET. I came downstairs and was like, she's like, I don't get it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, you know what BET stands for, right? She's like, no. I'm like, black entertainment, it's not for you. You can go back to VH1. 
Was she watching like a reality show or like a? Yeah, a it must have. Yeah, it must have been some sort of reality thing, and she was just like at a loss for the social dynamics at play. <laughs> Wait, so they need to get the money by Friday? <laughs> Why are they arguing then? <laughs> so, so anyway, so yeah. this girl's from Russia, and she's like, she's standing real close to me. She's like, "I'm going to go over there," and I'm like, "She's got to be a working girl." So Why she's she French. I can't do it. Right you do you do good you do good accents, but it's always the wrong <laughs> geographic region, which white people deserve. But continue. So yeah, she, she goes to another part of the a part of the establishment. Yeah. So then I'm talking to the guy, and then the guy's getting ready to leave, and then everybody else that was buying me drinks and mm-hmm. networking, telling me how nice I was. Mm-hmm. All those guys leave, and it's just you know you know me. I'm good for closing the spot down. Yeah. And then she comes back and she's standing like real close and a breast on my arm. Like she really expects me to do. So she's asking me questions. She's like, what are your goals in life? Like what the fuck kind of question is this? So I'm like the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David, um, they he got auctioned off a lunch and he felt the need to be entertaining. So he just started saying like weird shit. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Like I was, I said, yeah, I want to have 11 kids and I'm going to send black babies to China. Like, I was just saying stupid yeah, shit, because yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, let me just fuck with you. And she was kind of yeah. looking at me like I was crazy. But she was still engaging uh, me, and then later she goes, yes, like, I do, I have, like, multiple properties. And I'm like, oh, shit. And she's talking about, like, renting out places for Airbnb and real estate. And she was kind of saying some real uh, Republican-adjacent uh, foreigner-type stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there's nobody who lives the American dream harder than Eastern European immigrants. Uh, what about um, Albanians and Armenians and shit like that? Because I feel like they fit into that. Yeah, too. It's, it's Eastern. Oh, that's the same reason. Yeah, exactly who I'm talking about. And that's why Matt Duckett's here. <laughs> Thank you, history major. Um, so. But then she's talking about having property and, and all this sort of stuff. And then she's like, I'm like, oh, I guess she's not a working girl. She's like, I don't sit around. I'm like, let me see if, let me see if I can maybe double back and fuck this bitch. And then later she's like, I'm going to the bungalow because that is like the dancing. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, that sounds fine. I said, um, can I have your number? And she goes, no. And she's like, oh, shit. I, she was just being a a friendly Russian, but yeah. I was like, but she was also, also when she said she was a Russian, my like patriotic coonery came out, and I was like, right, let right. me talk more shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, James Baldwin said that black people love America more than anybody else. So <laughs> when we perceive it, when we perceive it, America is the uh, annoying sibling of black to all black people, where it's like, yeah, we're allowed to talk shit, but you don't, yeah. you don't say anything, you know. Um, so. What did you learn? <laughs> Do you think that she was down to fuck? Like, and I, I messed it up. I don't think so. I think that she was just looking for an engaging conversation. And you made it a very weird one. Because you perceived her to be something that she was not. But, hey. <laughs> you know, we can only play with the stereotypes that we're given. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, like, like Russian girl just dressed like a straight up whole by, bag by, by herself. By herself, dressed up like a straight up whole bag in the most delicious way. Um, and yeah, and then she's coming up talking to me. I'm like, oh, it was a bunch of like 
good looking white men up in there, and I'm like, why are you talking to none of these fucking Equinox niggas? Yeah, I think you know, there's a certain subsect of people that just like enjoy going out and having a conversation. I'll be that guy from time to time, very like once a year. <laughs> uh, God, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but like once a year, I'll go out to like a bar by myself, just grab a beer, you know, see, uh, you know, if an interesting conversation comes up. Be it with, uh, you know, be it with the bartender or someone else around. Uh, I did a decent amount of that in Denver. I would just go somewhere, just order a drink, and say, "So, what the fuck is up with you, dude, or ma'am?" That's what um, I do like three times a week. Yeah, I'm like I'm so interesting. Once a year, I socialize with people I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm, a, I'm a recluse, a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I think that's what that was, but I just mm-hmm. didn't trust it, and then I was like, yeah, and then I did make it weird. Yeah, and yeah. then and then I was just like, hey, let me just see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's got a fetish. Maybe she's she's like, I like big black bear. <laughs> Remind me of uh, national. It's our national bird. <laughs> the Russian's national bird. It's, it's a big a black bear. Or, it would make sense. It really. Would. <laughs> That's great. Uh, every bird is pigeon in Russia. <laughs> we eat it with rice porridge, <laughs> steamed over pot. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Barron. Co-host, Matt Duckett in the house. Man, so, Matt, how was your weekend? It was good, man. Um, you know, uh, it took it easy for the most part. You know, we, we saw each other on Saturday at Will's for a nice little uh, 4th of July makeup yeah. uh, fiesta, you know. Yeah. Uh, Came in strong with the rum, rum punch. Yeah. I, think, I think I got people a little bit more tipsy than they were planning on getting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people were people were very pleasantly surprised that I showed up with, like, a hard liquor beverage for everybody. Um, it was nothing there but, like, hard seltzers. Yeah. And, like, a few um, Konas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing, nothing too wild. But, yeah, people... Uh, People were getting back to their island roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was high as hell and barely talked to anybody the entire time. I mean, sometimes that's the best way to go about a social situation is just like <clears throat> being completely gone to the point where it's just like I'm having a good time just physically being here and other people can sense that so they're not going to bother me too much. Well, you know what? It, it was like so extreme. Like all the women and my cousin's husband were in one room talking about like politics and mm-hmm. current events and everybody was in the other room talking about like this really bad yeah, basketball we were, we tournament. Were, yeah, we were basically watching like NBA Street Volume 3 in television format um, and it just, yeah, it was very funny. There was an in-depth, very state of the world and then just like, look at these niggas. <laughs> 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 it was just a hundred percent that, uh, but it was a good time. It was very fun. Yeah, and I and I was just kind of like I am yeah. too high for either yeah, room right now. Just like little biracial children running in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I got in, I said Matt because you got there before me, and I was like Matt, does this remind you of the home you grew up in? Because I was looking at all the biracialness <laughs> on the fridge, yeah. the, and the one people I didn't even know, like other couples, like because there's an interracial yeah. couple there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's get into the shits, okay? Um, 
So LeBron at the Drew League. All right, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything quick you want to say about that before we get into the? the Not really. Show? I mean, you know, fun, fun highlights to watch and all that stuff. But like, you know, yeah, the guy showed up to a thing that wasn't all NBA players and scored a lot of points. What do you? <laughs> and then he got the picture of him next to Demar Derozan, and then everybody goes on ESPN and goes, "Is LeBron sending a message?" Yeah, it's like no, everyone's friends, and like the old guys like to pretend that they weren't friends with each other. But it's like we know that you know we learned that Michael Jordan slept at Charles Barkley's house and shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like everyone acts like it was so fierce. It's like you guys were as big of friends. Free agency just wasn't a thing until you guys signed your eight-year contracts. <laughs> so you had no option to play together. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't have any comments on on Drew League stuff. Okay. Cool. All right. So let's get into the shits. Um, yeah. Calling dibs with women. Bros over hoes. I, I want to like really, really, really get into that. All right. Calling dibs with women. First off, like I just want to unpack calling dibs on a bitch real quick because it obviously screams like you're immature as fuck to be like, oh, I call dibs on her. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to have the feminist conversation of, well, women aren't up for grabs like that. I want to have the masculine conversation of saying to your boy, hey, don't talk to that girl because then maybe I can't fuck her. That's the conversation I want to have. Okay. This is like in like a like a club situation? No, no, no. Um, We could say that. I Because like, okay, I understand in the context of like a social event, like a club where it's like, hey, that girl's really pretty. I'm going to talk to her at some point. Maybe not right now. Either wingman or like, you know, don't get into my steez or whatever. That I understand. But I think what you're getting at is like when there's like a actual social dynamic with people that you might see on a more regular basis. Yeah. Okay. So like, if you're in the club and you say like, "Oh, I call dibs," like normally what happens is whoever is the alpha male in the group is gonna say, "Man, these houses choosing." Mm-hmm. So, which is true, these houses yeah. are choosing. Bitches yeah. is choosing. But with that said. Is yeah, I, I guess I guess, I'm speaking more to uh, like an in-person sort of situation. Yeah, because there are some guys where like they, their thing with getting a girl is like they do it the Tim Duncan way, you know, where it's like like they like their game is like they're not slashing through the hole. They're, mm-hmm. they're like you just look up and then oh shit, Duncan's got 35, 17, <laughs> yeah, yeah, four and three, and mm-hmm. like that's kind of their thing. It's just mm-hmm. like you know they just keep working away at a chick, right, right, and right. that's like that's their game. Yeah. And I'm an off the glass kind of guy. <laughs> Man, I go Patrick Beverly on a bitch. I'm all up on the ass. Yeah, like, like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm making faces. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I cooed my way to the yeah. pussy. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> There's always that guy who loves screaming dead on the court uh, when a person picked up the dribble. So. So, but there are guys guys that work like that, and I do remember there's I had these roommates, and one of them, uh, it was a girl over, and I was like, cause they slept in the same room together in like this tent, and I was in this room on the side by myself, like we're both in the garage area, and I remember like one day like this girl came over, and then there was two of them, and it was, I gotta replace their names. It was um. Bernard and Tariq. Okay. So Tariq yells, 
I called dibs. Oh, he like literally. Okay. Yeah, and the girl heard it. Yeah. Because like, dude, you're in a tent. You're not in like a yeah. fucking. And he, and he was like, okay. And then he, he shot a shot. And then long story short, uh, Bernard ends up in like a three-year relationship with the girl. Hmm. Yeah. They called dibs on. Well deserved. Right. But I'm like, which, I mean, he, any bitch that kind of he likes, he's just going to end up with as long as he can. But so with that said, though, he was kind of like, yeah, man, like he ain't really got a lot going on. So, you know what? If he feels the need to really go in, like, fuck it. I will let him. Which I, which to me is like, you know, that's like, you, you can't like write off pussy taxes, but I'm like, that's some nice, like homeboy charity right there. Okay. But where do you stand on like, because have you ever been in a situation where like one of your boys have called dibs? Not since like high school, man. Oh, right. And I think that's, that's the point we're making right now is that it's like, yeah, that's some like, yeah, that, that that's some pre, uh. Pre legally can drink alcohol. Shit. <laughs> yeah, once you're able to actually show an ID and get into a bar and like live your life as an adult, yeah, calling dibs on anything is silly. Like, are you still, are you still yelling shotgun before you get into a car together? It's like, no, Matt's six foot three. He gets to sit in the front. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. The tallest person gets shotgun. No one cares what you yelled uh, beforehand. Um, Short niggas that call shotgun when there's clearly somebody like three inches tall of them are pieces of shit. Like, yeah. You are a horrible fucking person. Selfish. Selfish behavior. Yep. Yeah. At this point, it's just like, dude, just fucking get in the back. Like, it's yeah, fine. It's fine. It's, does it, it doesn't mean anything. I don't feel superior because I'm sitting in the front. I'm sitting in the front because otherwise my knees are going to be in my nose. Yeah. Like, bro. And then I'm like, to the short person, I'm like, here's the thing. You want to ride in the front? Scoot that seat all the all way, way up. the fuck up. Yep. Like, your chest needs to be touching the fucking dashboard. <laughs> exactly, right? So you wanted this. This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been so long since I've ever been in a situation where people are, like, yeah, calling dibs or being like, no one talked to this girl because I'm trying to do this thing with them tonight or whatever. Um, calling dibs and friends and saying, like, you got friends on are, like, the same thing, thing to me. Like, yeah, it's like there's... You can get friends on the bitches that want to fuck you. Yeah, yeah, she just isn't interested whatsoever. Um, it's like that's yeah, surprise. Not everyone wants to have sex with you. Um, yeah, just just totally silly shit. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything close to that. No, you know, I, I find that you know, in like a club and like a stranger setting, there might be a situation like, hey, can you talk to that girl for me? Or like, hey, can you do want a wingman for me and stuff like that? Which is like normal behavior. Everyone does that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. people, it's perfectly fine in like a situation among strangers to be like, hey, that girl's really attractive. I'd like to talk to her, or like, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, everyone devises whatever game plan to help uh, to help a brother out. But like, yeah, if you're talking about like a social circle of like people that are like around, you know, it's a, it's like pe- let people be adults and figure out who they like and who they don't like on their own. You know? Okay, so here's something. And this if goes... You want to, if you want Debs, go talk to her. So here's something that goes a little beyond Debs. Okay. And this has happened to me. I've never been the guy, but I've been, like, on, on the outskirts. So I've been in places where a guy just has a bunch of women around that he's fucking. Like, like two to three. Okay, like a Lou Williams situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Two girls like Lou Will. 
<laughs> you know he was bumping that shit when that when oh, Drake said that shit. Was. Of course he was. <laughs> so the guys have like like guys where it's like, well, this one's kind of more the main one, and she's already feels some type of way. Yeah. And it's like, a, but it just grows around it, like you know, getting dicked down by this one guy, but he's not with any of them. Mm-hmm. And I've had situations like that where a guy said, um, "Hey, all these girls like do your thing, but her just do me a favor and stay away from her." Mm-hmm. But she's he's also. Obviously not with her if he's got all these other girls that's around. Mm-hmm. And the girl that he always says is like, hey, could you could you stay away from her? I'm like, well, that's the one I want. Right, right, right. Where do you stand on like a guy being like, yeah, can you just... Because, I mean, it's like, it's like two things, right? Because on one hand, it's like, hey, like, yeah, you could fuck her. But if you do, a dynamic here will change within our friendship. Yeah. And if you value our friendship... You will not fuck her because, like, what's the point in having friends? You're hurting my feelings and, and whatever. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. But also, that's not a girlfriend, and you're still right, 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 right. But here's the thing, right? Yeah, is that it's like I'm gonna use like some white girl terminology here. Yeah, but it's like so I don't know, selective polyamory. I think is like whack. It's like mm. well, either either you're with her or you're not, or have you had a conversation about that with her? Or is this only a conversation that you're having with me? If this is a conversation that you two have had, where you're, you've told her, I'm not comfortable with you sleeping with one of my friends, but let's fool around, but like we can fool around with other people, fine. Um, but if you're in a situation where it's like, oh yeah, I can do whatever I want, but you're not allowed to, that's bullshit. And, you know, honestly, it's just misogyny. Um, at its core um so yeah i think you can you know if you want to be selective about who was allowed to sleep with one of your partners then they're also allowed to be selective with you it's a two-way street so okay so like if i'm like in a a loose situation where it's like well people see us together so we're like a official unofficial couple Uh uh-huh um I'm just funny because, like, I feel like white people, it's like polyamory, but black or brown people, it's like, well, that's just my main squeeze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my main bitch. Yeah, the white people kind of had to put, like, this language around it to make it seem more, I don't know, palatable to them. But yeah, it's, well, that's what it is. <laughs> white people got to do it. And we'll but yeah, that's later. Like, um, yeah, yeah. But okay, so it's like, if I say, like, hey, don't fuck no comics, don't fuck nobody from any of my friend circles. And other than that, do what you want. Mm-hmm. And then, by that same token, I gotta fuck nobody from her work world and nobody from her social circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like if a conversation's been had about it and you two are in agreement, you know, live and let live. Good for y'all. But I feel like a lot of times that conversation hasn't happened, and instead you're just telling me on a like a one-on-one basis, like, hey, don't. It's like, well, does she know how you feel? Yeah. Why haven't you told her you love her? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, that's how I feel about that type of stuff, man. Is like, that's between you. Don't make something that's between you and your partner about you and me. You know? Interesting. Don't bring, don't have covert pillow talk with me. <laughs> that's what it is. Covert pillow talk. <laughs> yeah. 
Can you please unpack what covert pillow talk is? It's it's when you're like having a it's I guess it's that when you're having a conversation about your relationship that you haven't about a dynamic in your relationship or something that really should be with your partner that you're having with somebody else. And I'm not saying like you know everyone vents to their friends about like oh man like Matt did this the other day and it was fucking annoying as shit or whatever. But like you can tell when you're having a conversation with somebody about their relationship that it's something that they really should be talking to their partner with. And instead they're like whatever angst or anxiety or rules or stipulations about that situation, they're like enforcing it on you or their friends. And it's like, what does this, why are you bringing me into the bedroom like that? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, it's all, it's almost like when people get mad that their friends are, like, cracking jokes in front of their girlfriend. It's like, yeah, people are funny, and people like to tell jokes and be liked in that way. You know, uh... I only get mad if it's jokes at my expense. Yeah, sure. Like, where it's like, where it's like, this feels like sneak hater shit. Sure. That's yeah. the only what I, but I'm like, fair. yeah, we all crack jokes. Absolutely yeah. fair. Yeah. So, I, I'm having trouble pulling specific examples, but there's definitely been situations that I've been in where someone's like, you know... Let's say there's this couple, I am friends with the couple, and the guy is having a conversation with me about some, like, relationship shit, and, like, oh, could you, like, I don't know, like, oh, could you not talk to her, do you talk to Stacy about us or whatever, can you not do that, like, if she tries to talk about the relationship, can you, it's like, no, I'm friends with Stacy, I'm friends with her, so she's gonna vent about a relationship the same way you, if you guys have a problem with if you have a problem with people going to their friends or your friends about their relationship, then that's a conversation you two need to have as opposed to enforcing a rule on me. I go by who I met first. That's who I'm loyal to. Sure. I think that's perfectly fair. Yeah. Like who, even if like I'm kind of like cooler with one, cause mm-hmm. that's happened to me, but then it's like, I don't want to get sucked into a love triangle and you guys want to fucking have a, a man, man, woman threesome, but like y'all don't really want to come out and say it, and not like it's not even y'all don't want to come out and say it. Y'all don't want to pull the trigger, right, right. But y'all shit's a little weird, and there's angst, and y'all don't know how to like really explore outside of your relationship. So you bring in other people mm-hmm. and other cat. Like, have you felt that? I don't know if you've ever kind of felt like you were about to get caught up in a love triangle. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. One? yeah. Uh-huh. sure. Yeah, there were kind of, there were times in college where it, where it felt like that. Um, Do you think it's like they like? When a love triangle is taking place, do you think that the woman kind of wants to fuck you and the man kind of wants to like, there's this idea of like this sort of like dick tease with your girl where it's like, yeah, I kind of like do not like you want to not like a cuck or you want to see your girl fuck somebody or you want to run a train on your girl. Mm -hmm. But there is this thing where it's like, okay, like you're playing with some fire right now. Yeah, I think that's. In situations like that, it's been, like, two people that are, like, again, like we said, like, you're good friends with. So, they're already emotionally invested in you in a specific way. And so, I guess maybe those thoughts creep in. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've never, like, I've never been in a situation where I'm, like, I think that this couple is trying to sleep with me, per se. Uh, But I've definitely been in situations where it's, like, I'm too emotionally, people, they're, trying to get me emotionally invested in the relationship in a way that just like is not proper yeah no okay so especially and honestly if you want to bring in the third person 
you sh- they shouldn't be emotionally invested in the both of you. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that would. Them. I feel that would really overly complicate a relationship and a friendship if like you like the person that you brought in as a third. There is no way I could have a threesome with somebody that like we both like. Like, like I had a girlfriend, and I was to like have a threesome again. The way that I would have to, you gotta let them know. I like, I know something from experience. The way that it would have to be is it would have to be like the closest I can know would be like, oh, it's this lady that works at this bar that we kind of get yeah, friendly with. Yeah, it has to be, it has to be so casual. Yeah. It, ha- it has to be. Otherwise, yeah, you're just really setting yourself up for a disaster. There's always got to be like a bartender or a server. Like, yes, come here, servant. <laughs> yeah, like, let yeah, us serve you. Yeah, we're not saying that you have to summon somebody. but <laughs> you could, Yeah, but it's like, you know, someone that you're like cool with. But yeah, um, it's yeah, it's definitely tough when you're when you're the same level of friendship with both people in a different relationship. Because it's very easy to get emotionally invested. It's easy for them to make you emotionally invested in their relationship. Okay, why do why do couple? I mean, because it's like I can speak like if you're like a lonely single guy, mm-hmm. and you feel like maybe I fuck her, maybe uh, whatever. Like I can kind of see like I was you, especially if you like on the more inexperienced side. I can see how you just find yourself in this situation. Sure, but. And not that I approve it, like you should, like you should, especially any young listeners out there. If you feel somebody's involving you in their in their relationship in a weird kind of way, get the fuck out. Like yeah. set set some boundaries. Yep. Set in, yeah, Because yep. I mean, what's most likely going to happen is you're going to wind up with no pussy, blue balls, and then a fractured friendship, yep. and that nigga's kind of going to blame you, you know, throw on out. But why do you think couples like involving? Uh, people specifically men because i think this happens with men way more than women and heterosexual couple sort of a love triangle dynamics i would guess because i've never heard anything about this like with a girl with like a single chick because normally like single girls are like normally like women are a lot more loyal uh uh-huh. yeah I, and it might just be our experiences as uh, as dudes that we haven't seen it um I definitely, I, I definitely know women who have talked to me about this kind of similar situation. Like, yeah, like these people wanted me to be way more invested in this than I wanted to be, and I was like, I'm doing too much uh, dabbling in these people's lives. Um, so your your question is though, why is it that men? Seem to find themselves in this situation more often. I mean, I, I like, like, I mean, like, like I said, like, like if you're a single guy, especially if you're kind of on the lonely side and don't, uh-huh. you know, so it's like I get how it can be a form of um attention or whatever. But right. I think what it is is that it's very. I think you know a relationship, a normal, uh, not a normal, and your average monog- your average relationship is monogamous and it's two people, right? And the only two people who are experiencing the relationship firsthand are those two people. It can get frustrating when there's only, only when only one other person knows of everything that's happening in a very important part of your life. That's that can drive someone crazy, honestly. Um, and so you look for an outlet for this information that isn't the person, because uh, like I said earlier, sometimes you want to vent, and sometimes you of have things to say. And so I think what it starts off as venting then becomes this person becomes your relationship counselor. And because they're not a licensed person to give a standing appointment with, 
and your friends and you hang out outside of the circumstances of talking about that, it all gets intertwined and it gets fucked up and it gets more emotional than it should be. But why bring it? Because it's like, I mean, whatever. Like, I, 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 I've complained about girlfriends to you, but it's like... Mm-hmm. You weren't seeing them all the time. You weren't yeah. following them on social right. media. You didn't. You had no connection with them. Right. Whereas, like, I'll see. But you know what it is? It's normally like the woman will start to reach out to. You think? Oh yeah. Well, at least in cases that I've been in. Uh huh. For sure. Yeah. I, I. I. Yeah. Again, I think it's just people are looking for an outlet, and when you're an empty vessel as a single man. Uh, I think it can be easy for people to latch on to you in that way. And, uh, you know, uh, bless your soul if you give sound advice because then you're stuck. Then you're really locked into that shit. The moment people discover that you're a good resource for emotional support, they are (laughs) ringing you dry like it's fucking International Milk Day in the morning. So you're a really good listener, Matt. I've, I've come to you with some of my problems. Uh-huh. Do you feel drained when people come to you for like advice and wisdom? It depends on the person and it depends on what they're coming to me for advice about. When I get the same thing from somebody over and over and I have to have the same conversation, that's when it gets draining. I don't mind when people come to me with, you know, let, I'll, I'm going to put it this way. I am... I'm a very I'm a very good friend when it comes to listening and providing sound advice. I'm a fucking horrible friend when it comes to like being physically available to hang out. I agree. I am a very I'm just like a per I, I like being like alone or just spending time with my girlfriend, so like I don't make a ton of social time for people. So Which is I, a personal choice. Yeah. So I kinda is I'm kind of like, well, if you want to maintain friendships and relationships, you know, you have to be available in that way for people to be able to have a conversation with and maybe get a little bit more in depth over a phone call. Or if it's the one time a week I'm going out to get drinks at a bar or whatever. Um, so I don't feel, I don't, I, 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 it's, I don't feel drained by it a lot. Sometimes I do when it's just like, I'm trying to drill something in somebody's head, but that's just that's this the kind of friend I am is the one who gives who, who's here to listen and offer a direction uh, if if asked for. That's just I guess yeah that's my value in person to person relationships. Um, yeah, because I'm fucking always at home. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm doing stand up. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend or I'm playing video games most of the time. So there's a thing that's big in our culture. Well, I mean, so we were talking about, about all that stuff with, um, you know, calling divs, these houses choosing. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't want to commit to a girl and you did a, what you say, selective polyamory. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about, because we, we say bros over hoes. I want to talk about when, and this is something that, that is prevalent in our culture. And I blame Tupac for this. Okay. That's why fuck show bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> There's a thing with an art of war within black, brown community within the hood where it's the mm-hmm. art of war is fucking nigga bitch. And we saw Jay-Z and Nas. Yeah. And we saw and all that. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a thing where it's like, oh, I'm gonna get this nigga back by, by fucking this girl. And right. me personally, it's like, if that has happened to me, I feel like, yo, like, I, you're not gonna make me feel bad, okay? Like, so you got low self esteem, so you go fuck this nigga that I thought I was cool, yeah, cool yeah. with, or, uh-huh. or whatever. Sure, I'm not like so. Okay, both y'all want to. So you just showing me that you a disloyal bitch ass nigga. Then you showing me that like you just like are trying to hurt her feelings. Yeah, yeah, like like you. Well, it's like you takes a lot for of free use. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of the uh, it takes a lot of the emotional weight out of something when you realize something that's doing something. And when someone's doing something of spite, it doesn't emotionally devastate me. In the way that, like, I don't know, if someone was to do something out of the passion of it all, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, I've had people that I've dated in the past, um, like, intentionally seek out friends or people that I know on Tinder uh, in an attempt to sleep with them. And it's like, okay, all you're showing me is that it was, like, such a good decision not to be in a relationship with you anymore or to not date you anymore. You know what I mean? Um, all that is for me is validation that you suck. Um, and you're trying to stay relevant. Yeah. You're trying, it's, it's like, you, cause you know what it looks like? Cause they think it like, it looks like some evil shit. Mm-hmm. When in reality, what it is, is like, you know, cause I love Jay-Z, but when Jay-Z will get on a song with Future, when Jay-Z got on the Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe remix, I was like, bro, this is like this is like LeBron pulling up to a nightclub with Zion and John Morant. Yeah. Like, LeBron should be smoking cigars with fucking Draymond. Yeah. He's smoking cigars, drinking wine, it, it, a tequila that he's trying to sell us. Like, yeah. he should be doing that shit with fucking Dre and Steve Stout and, yeah. and all, like, the, the fucking Clutch guys and, uh-huh. you know, Kevin Love and, and Channing and all them. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't be doing it with fucking... You know, like, be with Chris Paul Carmelo. Don't be with fucking Luca, like, who yeah, you know yeah, you can't yeah. relate to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and an attempt to be around. Yeah, all, yeah, all, all it is is it, it's sad. Um, <laughs> very sad. Very sad. Um, yeah, it's never... Those things I've always laughed about, personally. Because it's like, yeah, this is silly. Because, like, if you knew me better, you knew that this isn't the way. Yeah. To... I don't know, getting my shit. All you're doing, yeah, again, all you're doing is validating my decision not to spend my time with you. What if they break up with you and then they do that, though? <laughs> so it wasn't exactly your choice. That's interesting. I've never had a, I've never had a long term relationship. Well, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, so I'm working shit out yeah, here. Yeah, right. Uh, in my in my in my inexperience of life, um, I haven't had a situation where I haven't been the one to pull the plug. Um, so I can't really say. Um, well, you gotta walk around with like a battery at like fifty percent anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I got like a lot of energy with a bitch. Like, hey, what are we doing today? Hey, like, I'll be like, I'm very. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I have a very lazy, fair uh, attitude uh, with my with my relationship hangouts or whatever. Um, I've been told in relationships I'm like a mix of Larry David and Tony Soprano. Okay, I see that. <laughs> right, so it's like I'm like I got all these ups and downs, and then I'm like very caring, and then it's 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 some rage, and then. Yeah. It's asking, and then some social faux pas. Yeah, and I've, I've been told more often than not that I'm Paul Rudd and knocked up. Oh, fuck yes! Dude, I yeah. fucking love that movie. It's but, a great movie. Uh, but yeah, where it's just like, yeah, I'm like, 
I will, I'm very nice. I'm there. I'm around. I'm putting in the effort, but there needs to be, there's a period. I need a day where I can fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Spider-Man by myself (laughs) and play fantasy baseball. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But so the art of war, fucking nigga, bitch, like yeah. that type of stuff. So for me, like I've never felt compelled to do that with a nigga I don't like, mainly for the fact that I'm I'm kind of like, like you know, like I'm a, like okay, like right now we're we're drinking a mix. Uh, we got the Centauri Toki whiskey. We got a lovely bottle of a uh, Syrah from Domaine Clos de la Bonnet, mm-hmm. uh, Southern. Southern Rhone, and then Matt brought some coconut rum from what is this Hawaii? It I looks like Hawaii is on the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like that, those Hawaiian yeah. islands yeah yeah yep yeah, made in Hawaii yeah we like we are giving ourselves such a headache tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> man we got water though and we space yeah. it and we're drinking like yeah. like like better tier shit but so so we got that so my whole point is though is like I like good shit so for me it's mm-hmm. like wait you would. I don't want to, I mean, yeah, like, I find your girl attractive or whatever, and I don't like you, but I don't want, like, I don't know, my brain just doesn't go like, oh, yeah, like, this nigga I don't like, let me go where his dick was. Right, yeah, right, that's exactly it. I would never, I've never been, I'm 100% with you on it, I've never been in the situation where I'm like, I want to, yeah, put myself in the same place that this person I actively don't like, because usually when I... It takes a lot for me to like actively dislike somebody. So it's like if I dislike somebody, there's some severe character flaw there that's apparent. Real very- quick, why why does it take a lot? Is it because for you to dislike not for mm-hmm. dislike? Is it because you just don't care, or is it because like you are just like, hey, people are people, and we're just combination of things. I, okay. I think that like you know, I have like this, you know, my social circle is like kind of intentionally curated and very small. Um, so I do, it's just like, again, I'm a shitty, I'm a shitty friend in terms of time spent and time spent, I think is kind of like what like creates a lot of new friendships. So it's hard for me to like, I don't know, build up relationships with new people and see if they're shitty. Basically <laughs> it's too much of a process for me to want to invest in. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like most people are like, most people are perfectly fine to be around and are like, okay. Um, it, we are totally opposite on that. We really, I, I feel, you know, like I said, I prefer my small group to be by myself. If you put me in a situation with a bunch of strangers, I'll get along fine and good. And be like, hey, yeah, I'll call you and then never talk to them again. Um, but like make them feel like I might send them a text, I guess. Um, yeah, most, most people I think are perfectly fine, decent folks. I just, so, I simply. Okay, president. I'm just, I'm such a. On both sides. He just happens to be a poor man who I have disagreements with. <laughs> it's my John McCain speech here. Um, yeah, you gotta be really shitty for me to actively dislike you. Cause I've been, you know what it is? I was so wrong about so many people in like high school and college, just making assumptions that they're shitty. And it's like, this guy's. Just fucking likes Pokemon too much, or like it's just like he just really likes beer, and so that's his thing. It's like there's nothing. Brett Kavanaugh. I like beer. Listen, listen, pack, pack the Supreme Court, and I'm all for. <laughs> okay, so it's funny because because you say that because for me I've been on the opposite end where I was like overly extending and welcoming towards okay. people, and I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, 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 come through, come through, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll slide through. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, it's a lot of, and this may be like some barrier shit because uh-huh. in the Bay Area, it's a lot of Peter Pans and a lot of people that just kind of, you just get, it, it, we know, I'm not even going to unpack what the Bay is, but it's accessible. Yeah. And for me, I got like burned so many times, it's made me kind of mm-hmm. put up more of a wall. Yeah. I think my father was such a protective man. He was such an isolated, like insular guy that I, that rubbed off on me. Do you think it's because he's like a black man in like a really white world? Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly what it is. So like he's able to go out and be friendly in these social situations with a lot of strangers, but like none of these people are ever going to be at his house. And because he's got to unwind and be like a real Philly nigga with money and smoke some cigars and talk to some exactly. NBA yeah. players and some other niggas with money. Yeah. And I have to be a real half black dude from Danville <laughs> with an extensive Nintendo 64 collection. <laughs> I simply do not have the time for you, sir. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so with all that said, though, yeah, in a position where girl you were with, and and this is what this is what Stark is one thing would say like a girl, a girl that you love, a girl you was really with, uh-huh. sober, and then she. Either fucks a nigga you know, or she gives a nigga some rhythm. If she does that with one, like, you know she's done it with three others, and this is just the one you found out about. Uh-huh. Sucks, right? Yeah. But let's say, this is all hypothetical. hmm Guy tries to passively rub it in your face, and you're like, are you trying to tell me something? He's like, what? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And you say to him, here's the thing. If you did something, I know you're not enough of an alpha to stand on it. He yeah. calls you a pussy. And then you guys, you'd be like, yeah, you can't go get on no grown man shit. And then you guys go back and forth and you just stay taking that high road. And he goes, hey, look, man, I got no beef with you. And he's like, yeah, nigga, but you said everything you needed to say without saying it. So I ain't no respect here. Mm-hmm. And what happens, happens. How do you, hypothetical, live with that? And, and like, how do you not shoot? Because remember that scene right. on the wire when mm-hmm. fucking um, fruit. It was it was when Lex was with Bodie, and then uh, fruits making all this money, and then yeah. he's fucking Lex's baby mama. Because there's a thing where all men men kind of have this when we feel like a line has been violated, and he runs up, shoots him in the head, and he doesn't hurt the girl, but he he hurts the nigga that she's fucking, and says, "What up, Patrice?" And then yeah. she. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been watching that and just being like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we, we love a good revenge fantasy. Uh, Definitely. A, a man with a broken heart will watch, yeah, shit like that uh, over and over. And again. I know, because at the end of the day, like, I, I grew up off of, I grew up off of Hove. Mm-hmm. Like, and I got it, because I could go to Tupac route or I could go to Jay-Z route, mm-hmm. hypothetically. And I'm, Jay-Z is, like, where you want to go if you yeah. want to live a good life. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so how does one live with that? I think, again, it's just like... When it's clearly like, like you know, revenge yeah. over, over you. Yeah. And people trying to stay relevant with you. I'm glad like, that you think that much of me. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I wasn't... I guess I wasn't as shitty as you said I was when you broke up with me. If you felt the need to, uh, you know, try and hurt me in this way. I think it says more about the value that I had as a person. I mean, and when people do that, I call that NHF. 
niggas hating for real. Yeah. I'm just going to say NHF. Niggas hating no, for that, real. Yeah, that's some real NHF shit. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, it's a reflection of, I would take it as a reflection of, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, <laughs> Matt had two sips of wine and now he's flying off the handle. I think it's just you being fidgety. Yeah, yeah, it's me being fidgety. It's probably good that the phone flew off the other side of the table because now I can't fidget as much. No, but um, it's uh, yeah. I already said reflection of how much they thought of they, they would think of me, and then yeah, it's also just a reflection of who they are as people. Again, it's all it is. All those behaviors do is validate why it was the right thing to do to not be in a relationship anymore. In the situation that someone breaks up with you and then goes and do, does that, the process of realizing that they are like a shitty person is going to take longer. There is going to be more emotional pain involved in that for sure. That I can imagine being a tough situation where someone is like, see ya, and then, yeah, sleeps with someone or multiple people that you know. Then it's like, wow, really, you just were chomping at the bit to throw me aside i guess um i guess you kind of just have to chalk it up to that person being shitty again hypothetically but like it's um that just again it's just like well i guess i shouldn't have been with, i guess i really never should have been with him to begin with if that's so hypothetically happened. i know a girl i dated a girl that had a friend and this girl was like a total copycat like she uh-huh. just like and the thing about her is like she would take on other people's personalities. Okay. You know, so like when she got around me, like she just got kind of funnier and more thoughtful and uh-huh. kind of got more of a drinking problem. Okay. And, but she was small. So like for her, it was a problem for me. It was just like the Rat Pack shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then I remember like she got this one friend named Jen and Jen was like, is like five foot two, very round. And she's like a very, um. You don't like the kind of like girl boss archetype where it's like it's like bitch. You don't like run a company. You just fucking have a good paying job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. You know, sure. you go on vacation more times a year than you should. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like that unlimited PTO. People don't realize it is all a ploy <laughs> so that when you quit the job, they don't have to pay you any money when you leave. Ah. In the state of California, you're legally companies are legally required to pay out your PTO. But if there's not a defined amount of PTO, they don't have to do that. Hypothetically, let's say this is in the state of New York. No, this <laughs> bitch, <laughs> <laughs> she like four foot eleven, uh-huh. and she's like just very superficial, nails thin, and she just talks like this, and everything is just kind of like passing by, you know, like like the way she speaks is like she's just like yeah, skimming yeah. through on her phone. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And then. You know, you're dating this person. It's like, now you're going to take on her personality. Now you're just going to want to be a fat hog that spends a bunch of money. And then, like, whatever. And then th- this friend that you have, this friend, uh, you know, let's call her Catherine. Catherine ends up fucking a bunch of, like, her her uh, her friend's exes. She fucks a bunch of them. And it's like, okay, so now you're like, you know what? I'm going to go be like Catherine. So that shit happens. And, and you, you put all that into perspective. The fact that, you know, hypothetically, this person you were seeing takes on these, uh, these other person's um, attributes, right? Mm-hmm. So you do got to chop some stuff up to that. But you, you know, like the other thing is like, we have a girl that just like, you have an exit, like, it's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go like, fuck your niggas to get back to you. 
I'd be sitting up here like, I wish I could fuck her friends, but women are too loyal. Like, that's like I hate that shit. Like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> please be a live, level playing field. Yeah, maybe not so much of a men's. Uh, yeah, you, you don't hear about that. And I don't know if it's just because it doesn't happen or. Uh, yeah. I think women are just inherently more loyal because it's like. Yeah, guys, um, I've been doing some reading. <laughs> let's go let's go let's no, go no, sorry but yeah i've been reading this book uh it's called come as you are and it's mainly focused on basically the 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 part that is relevant to this is that people are born that pe- people are people develop what are called sex accelerators and sex breaks and on average men's accelerators are more sensitive and react more than women's we're much more we're much more easily let's say spontaneously stimulated context doesn't particularly matter to men as much um in terms of our arousal so the context of this person is my buddy's ex-girlfriend doesn't matter as much however context then you find that when you take when you look at breaks sexual breaks between uh men and women Women's breaks are more sensitive as it relates to context. So the context of someone having been in a relationship with someone that you care a lot about is going to come up in their mind and prevent them from being turned on by even a blatantly sexual situation. Um, so I think that's that might be what it ties into. Yeah, context, context matters more for women than it does for men. Um, you know, that's not to say that one way is correct or people need to think one way or the other. That's just how, that's just kind of the biology of it. Um, so I guess that in part explains why these types of things tend to happen more with ex-girlfriends sleeping with guys, friends, as opposed to the other way around. Because I feel like the the woman, like, is... Because, I mean, the thing is... It's when like, my girlfriend recommended that book to me, it was 100% not... She was like, oh, Matt can talk about this on his ratchet-ass podcast. So like, oh. <laughs> this was like, oh, this will be this will be good educational so you... Uh, the context, you can understand the biology more. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to talk shit. <laughs> I'm going to scientifically talk shit. <laughs> uh, it's a good book. Uh, I recommend it to anybody. That's funny because that I've had people say to me like, "Like, who knows what you'd be talking on that little devil podcast with that white boy?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, devil podcast! This is ratchet devil shit, but yeah. it's still insightful and yeah. you know righteous. So, okay, yeah. So, so that's like a thing that happens. But okay, here's, here's my thing, man. Is yeah. this is an issue I have? Is I feel like the contemporary metropolitan Western American man is supposed to be cool with way too much shit. So what I'm saying is it's like, like, okay, for example, we have the term shaming. And and by the way, I know Matt like kind of feels like a beat a dead horse with me shitting on uh white feminism that's racist. And I kinda do, but we all got our things on here. And there's 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 listen. It's a, it's a dead horse that killed a lot of people. You know, that's what I'm you, saying. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna beat yeah. a dead horse. You may as well beat the one that was an asshole in real life, when it was alive. Yeah, like keeps coming back to life and yeah, dying. Yeah. So anyway, so well, that said, there's like okay, shaming because I remember like around 04, 
2013, like fat shaming. And it was only white women talking about fat shaming. I never heard no black woman talk about or Latina talk about fat shaming. Okay. So we get fat shaming, then we get slut shaming, and all this other stuff. And I do feel like if a, if a girl like sucked two guys' dicks, I don't think that they should like then go around writing it on a bathroom wall. So like, yeah, I think like it's good that certain shit exists. But at the same time, is if you're using all your holes to try to fucking hurt me or get back at me, bitch, you should be shamed. Like, I, at a certain point, like, I feel like, yeah, okay, you can do what you want with your body and you, you shouldn't, like, hurt other people over whatever. But if you're trying to be a whore and using everybody that I know, like, okay, I know this person is a weak link in Lyle's life, this person's a weak link, you're a fucking piece of shit. And, like, you should, just, like, you. And I'm like, look, people that are pieces of shit don't feel bad about it. Like, they either justify it or they're like, yeah, I am a piece of shit. So the fuck what? Like, sure. But at a certain point, I do feel like within this sort, this um, millennial Gen Z, you know, sex positive culture, there's some stuff going on where it's like, no, this is bullshit. Because here's my thing, Matt. Why is it women get to fuck everybody they want and then whether it hurts a guy's feelings or not, and it's fine. But why is it Tristan Thompson is trash? Well, I don't feel like both things can be true. She's well, still fucking with. She's still like she about to have his kid, even though he's all he's got his thing going. Well, I think that dives into the psychology of people that feel trapped in relationships, and um, I don't want to armchair psychologist anybody here, but I would. I would honestly chalk up what Tristan Thompson does as emotional abuse. Okay. Um, sleeping with that many, cheating that many times. And blatantly. And, yeah, blatantly. And then being like, no, no, it's, uh, I'm going to change da, 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 da. You know, it's, uh, whether he's aware of it, maybe he's not. But yeah, there's ways to manipulate people that are emotionally invested in you. And he seems to do that time and time again, not to like stand the Kardashians uh, who are honestly just really not conducive to anything productive in society uh, and are kind of reflective of the consumerist capitalism bullshit, white utopia uh, that we're living in. Um, But I would say that I think that the language that younger generations are using in like kind of this idea of um, openness and being willing to kind of be down for whatever your, uh, your partner may be into or have done in the past. I don't think it applies. I don't think that type of openness applies to like the stuff that we've been talking about. I think that they're kind of two completely separate things. I think that, I think that sexual openness is really important to people, you know, can do whatever the fuck they want with their bodies, obviously. But I think even the most sexually open person realizes a spite fuck when they see a spite fuck. Yeah. And I think that people judge that accordingly. Um, so I don't think, I don't know if, I don't know how many people would consider that slut shaming. I think that would just be shaming a person who was being an asshole. Cause it's not, it's not so much you slept with somebody. It's you slept with somebody with this context. Mm. Um, the, you know, the, the backstory to all this. The gun can go off in the third act, but the reason why the gun going off is important is because of what happened in acts two and one. We don't go, you shot that person and blah, blah, blah. It's not bad you shot that person inherently. It's bad because they 
you know, whatever the fuck happened to Macbeth, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that it's an interesting, it's an interesting plane to navigate, right? Because we are being more open and we are being specifically more open to women's sexual experiences. And that's because we have, women were not allowed to be for so long and we kind of put them in this box and and women can do what they want more than we can. Like, women can go, like, all right, this nigga that I know it's is kind of like a half-hater friend. Right. I can go give him some rhythm and whatever. Whereas guys, like, we don't, there's certain shit that we, like, we can't just go to a bar and necessarily fuck. Like, I mean, we can keep going. Right. Like, all right, got it by the fourth night, but we uh-huh. can't get it on the first night if we just want to get it. Sure, but then you have to ask yourself, um, you know, we also make more. We also get to paid more for the same amount. Of, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's a societal. I mean, are you, I mean I'm too much of a nigga for that yeah. argument to fly with me. We're but, so much. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is there's a societal dynamic at play, right? Where it's like we still have dudes. We still have so much fucking sway over how relationships and situations can go. Um, that like, yeah. Uh, I don't know, a girl being able to do that and me not doesn't bother me because it's like there's so much shit that I'm just able to do. Like, I don't know, like, you know. Okay, I got got to have, like, the the, the nigga argument here. Yeah, yeah. My issue with that when I I hear these things is, I mean, it kind of goes back to the Chappelle thing. Like, I don't think this conversation should be happening in front of the blacks, and it's one of those things. Because I'm like, all the women that I've dated have made more money than me. You know, and one could be like, well, that's a personal problem, little broke comedy boy. <laughs> like, one could say that, right? Uh-huh. And you wouldn't necessarily be wrong, but it's so many situations where, you know, with black men where the woman makes more money. And I'm not going to do a whole thing about like, well, you should have gone to college. Look at the Nigerians. I don't even want to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But so then, I mean, okay, so there's the money aspect. Then let's just assume I make more, I make equal. Let's go with that, right? Then with that said, okay, I there's certain options I don't get. Like, okay, here's an example, right? This this is something that really bothers me. This happened with the Russian broad I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. and this like where she was talking about because uh, she lives in in Hollywood and she was talking about like walking by herself, and she's like, "But you know, you're big strong man. Nobody fucks with you." That, that's why I thought I could fuck her. She was like, "You big strong man." And then I've had plenty of girls like so. I, this is full disclosure. This is the thing. When women that are not black say, I can go anywhere and nobody fucks with me and how, like, they don't have the option to go somewhere the same way, mm-hmm. that really rubs me the Now, if I'm saying, like, oh, yeah, you could just go there on the train, and they're like, yeah, Lyle, I don't have that same option, right? That's fucking tone deaf on my part. But yeah. if you're being like, yeah, yeah well, you're you a guy and anything. you're big and tall. Right. So this is, yeah, this so this is where, this is where white women uh, specifically really leave out this is the importance of the intersectionality conversation right okay. like everything is everything is related to everything gender is related to race race is related to sexual orientation like it's all everything everything's everything yeah everything is everything right um so yeah so when someone's saying that to you it's it is tone deaf. it's absolutely tone deaf because you can't go anywhere and do whatever you want with no one fucking with you people a lot of there's a lot of places where you would go where people would say hey there's a big black guy i'm gonna go try and beat him up 
Absolutely. I'm like a fucking... I was at a... Um, the night uh, after we did, we did the outdoor show in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and, then, and then we went to the restaurant where you had your birthday at, and mm-hmm. then we went to... Um, where was it? Then I went out, out yeah, with Blake and Taylor. Yeah, yeah, we went to some spot. Long story short, Blake and Taylor, they're doing their like little kind of odd couple thing on the corner, and I'm just kind of drinking the corner. This white dude, he comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, he's like, dude, fucking things up. You're going to get all the babes. I'm like, oh, word, okay. And then he's like, I want to arm wrestle you because you're getting all the babes. And he was like, give me a compliment, but it yeah. was met with implied violence. Yeah, exactly, right? 100%. Where it's like, oh, I want to challenge you. Yeah, so... People need to realize that everybody has their own struggles and their own situations and, you know, putting putting everyone in a ranking system of like, if you're this, this, and this, then you're the most oppressed person and you get the, 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 the or like you, everything is, or you're really, when you think about it, Lyle, because you're a man... Well, and this is my problem with contemporary feminism is that, like, certain stuff is assumed. It's like, wait, you're putting this on my jacket and I don't even fucking read the benefits? Yeah. Like, nigga, fuck that. Like, I'm going to say nigga and bitch and talk about hoes and, you know, judge you for some shit, you know, casually. I mean, not not in the 1990s way, but I'm going to be like, ugh, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah. Like, I should be able to fucking say that because it's certain, like, I don't get these, all these other male privilege benefits and I don't get to dictate how relationships go. Uh, you know, yeah, people, you know, I guess I'm just so of the opinion of everybody, everyone's dealing with so fucking much, uh, uh, for the most part, unless you are just like a white dude. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like everyone has something that they're dealing with on some level that it's just like, don't fucking get in other people's grill about shit unless it's like actively causing harm, uh, which is, you know. I don't want to get into a diatribe about fucking about Dave Chappelle specials, but Jesus Christ, man! Um, it's funny. I was at the barbershop. There's a bunch of old black dudes in there. It's like, I mean, I agree with the shit the nigga was saying. Then at one point, one of them said, "I mean, but damn, he was talking about trans people way too much." <laughs> yeah, right. But there's some worse. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, we do have our things, and like, why is this? What you know? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 tough, right? Because you're like, well, I'm not doing all the things or certain things, you know. I just I just, I just don't think I, I hate it when people. I just don't like passing judgment on anything unless you're actively hurting somebody. It's just like, yeah, fuck whoever you want as long as you're not doing it to get revenge on somebody else, you know. Uh, uh, go wherever you want as long as you're not going to fucking start an arm wrestling. Uh, 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 tournament with all the black dudes at the fucking bar. It's just like get your don't project your own insecurity. Well, and that guy saying that to me was like clearly he's one of these types of white guys that like will ask his girl like you ever been with a black guy? Yeah, exactly. He's over. He's he's hypersexualizing you. Yeah, yeah. He he, he he's he asked me if I like to party. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm he, like, no, the good. guy was completely fucking mandingoing you. And that's fucked up and like yeah. wrong. And there's a lot of situations, and there's a lot of there's a lot of white people who won't recognize that and won't uh, aren't aware of that, and so think don't understand your world in that way, right? Um, and so they pass they pass judgment as if that's not something that you're dealing with. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and say it. I feel like motherfuckers is, is treat me like a zoo animal 
and they just want me to be a zoo animal. Yeah. Because it's like the way, all right, the way to attack me, especially big, black, alpha male, talk my shit, you know, the way to fucking attack me is like, okay, go after my pride. What's this nigga's pride? Some pussy that he had. Some like, all right, how can I get him to act like a nigga? Yeah. Is fucking, oh yeah, let me go. Violence, sexuality. And it's like, and I got to be above it the entire time because you want me to fucking act like I'm a zoo. And it gets to the point where it's like, all right, if you acting like you never seen a nigga before, so how about I show you a nigga? But at the same time, it's like there's like a reward in that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's about straddling that line. Yeah, people unfairly put other people in these lose-lose situations when it comes to uh, when it comes to identity. And yours specifically as like a black dude. Um because I still come from a very violent place. I yeah. still have seen niggas get shot, and I've seen fucking fucked up shit, and I've been in the fights, and I've gotten robbed and had guns in my face and seen the guns and from yeah, the cops and niggas. So it's like... It's like that's lived, that's lived trauma and experiences that like still... And motherfuckers are trying to exploit it, exploit it from, from, yeah. like, from the bitches to the white boys to other niggas yep. to, to the ops. Like Everybody's trying to fucking exploit it. I don't want to fucking shoot somebody. Like, I'm, I'm fucking. Yep, there's a lot of there's a lot of rage when there's a lot of rage that comes up when you feel, uh, yeah, when you feel when you feel caged, when you feel labeled, when you feel ostracized, when you aren't seen as the specific person that you are. Um, and so I guess yeah, that's when I look at the younger generation to kind of tie it back. When I look at the younger generations and kind of how they have conversations about sex, it's it really comes down to kind of just respect the individual. And if it's not some shit you can get with, respect it from a distance. And so, like, yeah, I really can't pass judgment on how they want to operate because I kind of think I kind of think they're right in a lot of respects. How do you um, think they're right? Just with being open about stuff um, and being willing to being willing to at least hear what a person is about you know it's like you know polyamory isn't for everybody obviously uh, it's being, a kink just like monogamy be, is a kink. yeah yeah being it exactly exactly you know so i think that like that type of that type of attitude towards sex is a good thing um and i don't think that that attitude creeps into being okay with asshole behavior like what we've been talking about uh, for, for for the past, you know, half hour or so. I think it's two separate worlds. This that is Matt's way of saying he wants to move on. No, no, no. no okay, no, 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 my bad, my The nefarious behavior is the nefarious behavior, and I think people, no matter what, are good at recognizing it, no matter how open they are about their sexuality and things like that. Um, people know an asshole when they see one. Um, that being said... We still live in a society where people romanticize, fetishize, ostracize, and marginalize based off of visible identity factors. Okay, I mean, so so this is my, this is my my issue. I guess I'm really uh, getting at Matt. Yeah, is there's certain there's like these new implied, not implied rules within dating man and woman nightlife dating app dating relationship mm -hmm. culture in these metropolitan coastal blue cities right uh-huh and there's certain shit like i said that's being put on my jacket and then I, it's like strongly implied that i'm supposed to be cool with or, or, or roll with 
And it's like, no, nigga. Like, if I'm being, because I don't want to do the, like, like the black man's plight is way worse. But I'm like, I'm not going to abide by implied rule. Like, okay, fine. I won't catcall. Whereas, like, because where I'm from, it's like, saying, hey, you real fine to a woman across the street. Like, yeah. Sometimes that's catcalling. And other times it's like she smiles and you go over and you get a number and you go out on some dates. And because that's just how it is. Because we're, uh, I don't want to be like, yo, Negroes, we're boisterous. But, you know, yeah. we're, we're a certain kind of way. Yeah, there's a cultural deafness to some of the language, to some, some language, uh, to some discourse about this stuff right now, I would say. I think that's a perfectly fair point. Yeah, and I, I don't like this thing where it's like, I can't, it's, I don't, because, you know, I, Brandon said this, and Brandon, one of, our, one of our producers back when we was, back when we had cameras <laughs> <laughs> and better mics, Brandon is six foot four. Um, super buff fit. Just looks like uh, help me out, Matt. I don't know. He looks like he gets a lot of pussy. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. can fight. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And and he he's like a a black belt or a purple belt or something like that in karate. And yeah. he's like Matt's height, like six foot. So, anyways, Brandon was saying I re- and Brandon was like. And by the way, he was on the the uh, dating advice with the homies episode. But anyways, Brandon was like. I found that like life for me is easier by making myself smaller. And I've been like, oh, hey, yeah, okay. And smiling more. And white people are way more, even though I don't like smiling because I don't naturally smile. Mm-hmm. And I f- and like I don't like this idea of having to make myself small. And like I forget what I look like sometimes, Matt. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, Ehh. in my mind, I, I think I still look like I did in 2011. Right. Where I didn't have a beard and I'm skinny mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. got a baby face, mm-hmm. and I realize like, yeah, you got a beard, you big and whatever. But I I think of that, right? Yeah. But I don't like this idea of like, oh, I gotta tone myself down for the world. Where it's like, then for women, especially like very abrasive sort of women, it's like, no, when they say that you're, it's like, no, sometimes you're just being a bitch, lady, and like you nobody know, is like when they say that you're too loud, tell them or whatever the fuck that the fuck ass memes say. Uh huh. And I just don't, I resent this thing of having to, because I mean, like, all right, then if we're going to curve ourselves, then let's all curve the aspect of ourselves. Okay. But don't. So this is, and this is something you're experiencing out in the world, like person to person? Or is it. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, since I've gotten to LA, I don't experience this. I feel great here. <laughs> this is kind of, this is maybe some Bay Area leftover PTSD. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the Bay Area definitely has, is kind of just like the central hub of like white. Uh, liberalism, uh, which is like, you're allowed to do what you want as long as it doesn't bother interrupt my whiteness. Um, it's kind of how they approach, li- yeah, love is love unless it's too close to my house, basically. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that... Uh, but I, I still want to speak to the grand scheme of things. Yeah, though. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I think it's absolutely true. I think that the problem is, I, it, I think we talked about it last episode, when it's a bunch of white women dominating the conversation, a lot of uh, intricacies get left out, and people are made are put in situations where they feel like they have to make themselves small, uh, where they shouldn't have to. That's that's what I'll say on it. So I think I think you're definitely correct in that sense. I want to ask you, like, because uh, I've never seen you this in love before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I, I really feel like you're because you've been in like three serious relationships. Uh huh. 
And when I'm with, I remember like when we when we was in the club in Santa Monica that one night, and it was the first time I met Grace. I was like, he fucking likes you. you I would say you guys fuck. You guys really fuck. Uh, like, Jesus you know. Christ. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, if well, I, do you know what? Uh, you know what? Do you remember specifically what you said to Grace when we left that night? Yeah. No. You went. You put your hand on her shoulder and you went, "You're good for the kid." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but it yeah, sounds like me. That, that is exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you could trust me because I was a piece of shit. I would put my hand on her waist. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, what we're saying, you know. Yo, yo, okay, wait, wait, before before I, I, like, run by you, what I'm about to ask you okay, is, so you talked about being with a girl that um, you felt, uh, that reached out to, like, the homies and they yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. by, by the way, what the homies do? Because you know she reached out to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they stand tall in the box? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, uh, yeah, they were, they were on their, uh, they, they were on their Draymond shit. You got better niggas on your team than I do. That's a good a bunch of fucking uh, some snitches. Anyways, and then not not alpha enough to stand on it because they on that NHF shit. <laughs> so, anyways, so my question for you, right, is mm-hmm. have you ever had since you, you said like you had, like girls do that? So, did you ever like when you were with her? Did you ever think like because comedians we kind of can see into the future? Did you ever think like oh you're capable of this? Oh, of course. Cause I had, cause my my hypothetical no, that girl, situation. That girl, that girl threatened me so many times with that. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Now this was a situation where it was like, if you ever cheat on me, I'm doing this, this, and this. If you ever do this, I'm doing this. And Wait, this. and she would just bring it up regularly? Yeah. What do you think? I got the fire out. <laughs> okay, so okay, so so I had a thing right where I remember we got the the argument isn't important. But we we were on our way to uh, we had a, a a trip planned in Jamaica. Now she was like just shit faced, and she said, "I'm gonna fuck somebody in Jamaica." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "All right, have fun with the AIDS," is what I said. And, then, and we're in an Uber, is a moving yeah. Uber, is like yeah. like she says this. So it was that, and then like the fact that like wow, okay, we're in a serious argument, and like you're threatening me with fucking somebody else. Yeah. And then it was hypothetical. It was. Have you ever had? I don't know if this happened with the girl that like try to pull pull up on on the homies, but you see your girl make fucky eyes at somebody like like they're just a right. certain okay yeah because I mean have you ever have you ever just made fucky eyes like s- since you've been in a relationship just a girl like oh shit oh, oh hi, yeah, hi. yeah, yeah. let me oh, gather hi. myself I've, I've definitely been guilty of that definitely. I don't think I don't think you can be guilty of that I think it's just a human reaction yeah to sure yourself sure sure yeah of course. So, her and fucky, because I've had homies girls make fucky eyes at me. Uh-huh. And then they give me, because uh, I mean, I don't know, do you think there's a thing where you know, because I was, I was like, like hanging out with a couple, and the girl at one point, she's like, like, and I just ran into them. She's like, yeah, like, hey, so, um, I have a sister. Do you think you'd be into her? Uh-huh. And then I'm like, well, that's a way of kind of saying if I'd fuck. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it yeah. felt like, it kind of felt like she was flirting with me, and then she kind of went, sure. And it was kind of like this openness where it's like, all right, you, like she's getting off something and her man was totally cool with it because he was obviously secure and she was secure, to, you know, kind of low-key flirt. But so it wasn't quite yeah. the, the the triangle drama shit. Yeah, but, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. 
But yeah, so anyway, so I had enough of that hypothetically with this girl that I dated in the 90s. So I'm like, you know, I uh, I felt I could go there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, the question I was going to ask, though. Yeah. Is I had a moment with this girl hypothetically where I was like, I'm going to stop saying hypothetically, where I'm like, you just, there's something about you that feels cheap. Damn. That's harsh. <laughs> I say that because I felt <laughs> you said you you said that to a person. I never said it. I don't think. Oh, okay. I thought you said. No, that. I felt okay. it. Okay, I felt okay. it. I never said it. Interesting. All right. So <laughs> I thought you were like, yeah, I said that. I was like, Jesus, fucking hell on earth. I have told some homies some stuff I said in a relationship, and they all went, Jesus. I'm like, well, that may make some sense. Why I'm in this predicament? Right, right, right. But I had these moments where I felt these things, and then. End of the relationship where it's like you get your little clarity fucks on the way out. And I was I was like, we can't like just see how we feel. And she said, I was never enough for you, Lyle. And I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, you never were enough for me. And my, 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 my question my question for you, Matt, is have you ever been with a girl and just felt like you're not enough and I kind of don't find you sexy in the way I need to find you because in a long-term relationship, like stuff goes up and down and then sure um, enough in a sexual sense. I'm not entirely sure, but there's definitely been times where I feel like there's definitely been situations or relationships where it's like, I kind of, or even like just dating someone for a little bit and then being like, all right, I can't really form a relationship with this person where I've yeah had this understanding of like, yeah, I'm not enough for this person in a specific way. Um, like, you know, that can be, I'm not enough in that I'm not enough of a, like a committed, settled down plant roots type of person for this relationship. It can be, I'm not enough in that, uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, I guess, um, you know, there are people that do just want like fuck like, like rabbits every, every second of every day or whatever um and um you might not uh you know you might not be up for that all the time yourself or whatever um I ha- okay that, that was that was like the thing in a relationship that i was in uh-huh. is uh i got turned off by just kind of how often she wanted to have sex and it wasn't even that like i didn't have the drive mm-hmm. it was just like oh i kind of like it's like it was just overly available. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a you know, sex is such a complicated language, right? Because that's what it is. It's a form of communication. Yeah. Um. And it's a difficult one, and it's a complicated one. So yeah, I, I think that, and everyone has their own way in which they want to express their sexuality and how often they're turned on and blah 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 blah. blah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's unusual at all. Uh. For a to be a situ in, in a situation, you know, because again, like I said, brakes and accelerators. Um, typically, you know, men have their accelerators more sensitive, and women with brakes are more sensitive. But there's a high degree of variance in each group. Actually, there's more diversity if you take the average between men and women. There's actually more diversity just within the male group around the spectrum and the women group around the spectrum than when you take the averages, right? Um, so. It's like the average height of a woman is five foot four. The average height of a guy is five foot eleven. But the height ranges for men are five foot to six eight. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's men with huge variance of difference in height than five four to five eleven. 
And that's, it's the same for sex. It's the same for sexuality and like sex drives and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's per, I mean, yeah, there's definitely been situations where I felt like that. It's like, yeah, I'm just like not this horn dog that this person is. Um, and yeah, it, it can make you feel like, is there something wrong with me that I'm not like constantly wanting to have sex in the way that this person is, but every, as you get older, I guess you kind of come to an understanding of what your sex drive is and what your sexuality is. And you kind of just have to, you know, if someone's not willing to work with that, right. Yeah. Then that relationship is doomed to fail. Um, and it's on that person who wasn't willing to have a conversation and kind of figure it out. Okay. Okay. All right. Boom. All right. I'll talk about myself. Cause yeah. So I was in that situation and it was like, where she wanted a lot, and there would be arguments like, oh, well, I thought we'd have sex tonight, but instead you just want to argue, right? Mm-hmm. But what it was is, and I would be horny a lot of the times, but in order to have a lot of sex, I'm going to need you to not be so goofy. So, for example, she would be like, I was like, hey, how about, how about some anal, right? And she'd be like, yeah, but you got to get me into it. Like, yeah, make it sexy and I'll get into it. And then I'm like, you be farting too much. And I'm kind of worried that you're going to toot on my dick and that I'm not going to be able to look at you a certain kind of way. Okay. And, like, farting is, like, a big, like, boundary red flag. for Even with, right. like, the male homies. I'm like, bro, you cannot do that in front of me. Like, right. I'm yeah. got a sensitive nose. I got a gag reflex. Yeah. It's only shot. I didn't hear or smell a lot of that. So I'm just, I got a sensitive yeah. issues around the bathroom. So she would do that a lot. And she'd be like, I can't help myself. And then for me, it would be like, okay, you want this much sex but you're not sexy. So for me, it was, and what I mean by sure. it's like, yeah, I mean, right. So much of sex is the mystique. It's the unknown. Yeah. And when you live with somebody or you're just with somebody for a long time, you're married, etc. Yeah. There's a lot that gets lost in just like being overly familiar with each other's bodies. And I'm okay. Like, I don't, I don't want to like, we live together. Even if we don't live together, we're really together. I don't want to be sexy for you 24-7. You, I don't want you to be like, we can be a hot mess and have our bad days and cry and, and look ugly and all this stuff. But it's like, what that said is, it's like, if you want, like, uh, let's say you want to get fucked like once a day, or maybe they're like just two days in the week where it's like, we don't fuck and you're okay. But outside of that, you want a lot. And then when it's your period, you're extra horny and you really want it. And I got to be like on to a certain extent. You got to dress a certain way. You got to wear certain, you got to like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't if, know about like wearing or dressing, but I. Well, I mean, it's okay. Like, I'm not even going to say like like that in general. But, I know, but I'm just going to say yeah. you got to play to what your partner's into. For me, it's like yeah. wearing and dressing a certain. Okay. Color. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm like, you got to play to that and do less because I because I remember Volk saying like, there are these natural things that, about you that I just find goofy. Like you got a wobbly walk. You know, you can't be out in the sun too long. You get overheated. You know, like that. that that's fine, and, and you're just prone to everything gives you a stomach ache, and you, uh-huh. you're gassy easily. These are things that, like, I can I can look by. But if you're going to be goofy all the time, be like, hey, let's have sex. And I'm like, oh, God, can you be like, can you, like, just kind of, like, leave? And I remember one yeah. time she did this thing where she sent me a text, and she was, like, and she was texting me, like, she had never done before, and then we, we fucked it. And it was, like, probably my favorite time I ever fucked her. 
Okay. Because it was it was so subtle, and there was kind of like a tease, and there was a lead on, and she sent me a text. You know the the monkey covering his eyes yeah. emoji text. She sent that. I'm like, that is so unyou. And I was like, I was really, I was like, oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like a lot more into him. Like, and she's like, okay, I did that, but that's not really who I am. And I'm like, but if you want dick all the time, like I'm gonna need you to kind of be less of yourself. Wait, I mean. <laughs> This is fucking awful. <laughs> here's a, here's I didn't say that out loud. Here's the, here's the way you say that to make people not hate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Scooby. Relation, relationships are compromises. And what was happening there is that this person was not, uh, wasn't understanding your sexual, what turns, they weren't completely understanding what turns you on. And you seem to have had a decent understanding of what turned them on or what kept them... Uh, Just being myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, like I said, it's a, sex is a communication in language. And it's not just the act of fucking each other. It's everything that leads up to fucking and it's, it's, the, and it's the aftermath of fucking as well. Yeah. Um, so, when people aren't... When someone's speaking fucking uh, in hieroglyphics to you, <laughs> expecting to fuck... It's going to have an effect. And it sounds like this person was speaking in fucking hieroglyphics a lot of the time, but expecting you to understand what they were saying and also speak hieroglyphics when it's 2022. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like what people, this person is just a bad sexual communicator and it's important to understand your partner's language and it's important for you to understand theirs and figure out what works, you know, uh, yeah, if so, if you are a person who like appreciates like someone like dressing up nice and something like that, uh, then it's like yeah, you know, you would hope that your partner would be thoughtful for maybe once in a while. Just like yeah, if they want to have sex, oh maybe I should you know I'll put this on and you know see where the night goes. If you're someone who's like sensitive to like bodily movements, like yeah, I want to sleep with this person, and yeah, so I you know for in my relationship we we're like all right. At one point we were like we have to close the fucking door when we go pee. Yeah. Because it's just like, all right, this is just like so, like... It's overly intimate. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. There, there's boundary... There's... You have to set the parameters of the language. Because, I mean, th- throughout the course of a relationship, like, I don't know if you get to this, like, I'm... I get to a point where, like, so many more women are so much more... This is normally in, like, the year and a half mark of a relationship. I go oh. through a phase where I find so many women so much more attractive. It's almost like I'm fucking 16 all over again. Okay. So it's like, I find my, I find my friend's girls. Like, I'm like, Oh man, so he gets to go home to that. And mm-hmm. I'm just like overly sexualizing or whatever. And it, it were just significantly finding attractive. And I go through that phase and I'm just kind of, kind of like, like with the given fucky eyes. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like, I'm, it, I'm got fucky in my head more. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I guess what I'm saying is it's like that's normal and at a certain point you got to come back home and it's like I don't yeah. expect like the sex and the attraction to always be flying you know mm-hmm. above the the mountains in Tibet <laughs> yeah. but I am like you know like we do got to work on and it's like all right I'll change it like you want me to fucking shave my pube like whatever you want me to do but it's just like oh yeah I'm, well I'm just ready all the time mm-hmm. <sighs> and it's like you know yeah yeah yeah, people. It's it's so complicated, but yeah, it's just like figure out figure out what you you like between each other and 
fucking move forward accordingly. It's a two way street, all that generic bullshit. It's 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 hard, but it's not hard. The work Matt, is hard. The general rules are not. Matt, as we wrap this up, I gotta ask, what is your advice for anybody where they're like they're they're in their first because we got some young listeners or whatever. Okay, they're like. In their first serious relationship, yeah, and they're like hitting their first lull of like, wow, I'm like having a hard time getting into it sexually because maybe this person gained weight, maybe this person lost too much weight, uh-huh. this person doesn't look as, and not like anything like on the surface everything is okay, but sexually, physically, you're just not into it the same way because you're okay. overly familiar, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say my my yeah, first my advice. My advice is it's sometimes good to like just take a break and not fuck and do intimate things together. Oh yeah. And not have sex. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I remember cause I remember like I was in a relationship with this one girl and I hated it. And she, like, she was like the polar opposite of the last girl I was talking about. Like she would never initiate sex. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, I went three days without initiating sex. Cause I was like, I want her to do it first. I want her to do it first. Then one day we're in bed and she just like, grabs my dick and you know the rest you can use your imagination mm-hmm. but i was like that's like i needed that and it was sure. and it made it so much better and more intimate yeah because we're doing a lot of stuff like let's just grab pan express and sit on this hill and eat and talk and listen to music and mm-hmm. it was just like wow this is this is so i, I, I would say that then yeah. i would say the, and this is the, the other direct version of it is talk like is there anything that i could do to get you off and I know, like, I mean, not everybody's, like, you be as direct in your own way, but my advice would be, like, hey, like, I'm, like, what do you like? What, what, yeah. what What's something that you would like that I don't know about? Because I believe so many women are into so many things that they don't even tell us about, and wow. we also just don't ask enough questions. Like, yeah, we can kind of be shitty in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then, you, hopefully, they'll be like, what is there something that I could do? And then you guys can really have a communication about, and then you find some middle ground about what you guys both be into. So yeah. that's my advice. That, that I was going to say pretty much exactly the latter is figure out the context that turns your partner on. Um, and so like, it's not like it doesn't, it's not like, Oh, we went to a nice, like you can think of, Oh, we went to this nice hotel one time and we had sex. Well, why? And it was really great. It wasn't just the nice hotel, right? It's the fact that you made the effort, you spent money, uh, you uh, opened the door for her when you got into the, you know, think, develop, the understand and develop the context of what turns each other on and um what, what's the name of the son in american dad oh i never watched american dad i watched family guy king yeah, of the yeah. hill oh, yeah I, I don't remember but there's an episode of that where the son is dating somebody and he gets an argument with his girlfriend and says you're my first girlfriend how could this possibly go wrong <laughs> I understand in your first serious relationship, unless your names are Chuck and Maude and it's 1940s Iowa, it's probably going to fucking end. Um, you know, um, so have fun while you can. Then you find Maude's diary. Yeah. <laughs> fucking abuse. Yeah, right. Exactly. Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, figure, you know, if you're hitting a wall, there's a reason for it. Have an honest conversation about what that reason is and figure out, and you know, it's not just... Don't just ask, okay, what are the things that I'm not doing that would arouse you? What are the things that I have done 
that arouse you? What do you, what about me, what about my actions in the past have turned you on? And, and this is like, I, there is like a dance to this because mm-hmm. you and I, like, we're comedians, we're communicators. We're, yeah. the, I think the one thing, one like personality trait you and I really share in common is we're like, let's skip the bullshit and get yeah. straight to it. Right. So, yeah, you can find a more delicate way of phrasing it. Yeah, you may be uncomfortable, like, kind of, because it's, yeah. you may not want to talk. Cause, and this is, like, what I realized, like, in with quarantine that, that uh, me and a girl I dated have been together too long, is it got to a point where talking about sexual stuff, I don't know how to put this. I almost felt like I was talking to, like, my mom or something. Right. Like, sure. I started feeling a little embarrassed, but I'm like, yeah, because we, we were overly intimate at this point. Mm-hmm. And I, I like there's not and uh, in hindsight I should have been like hey I need some more mystique I need some kind of separation but yeah she needed what she needed and I needed like a little less and it just wasn't compatible yeah and so, um, and you know sometimes you might have a conversation and realize that it's not compatible anymore and that's also okay yeah it, no no I mean that's true that is okay but I mean there's something that's really really sad when you're like I can't be with somebody. And alter, like and like you said, everything's connected. I've sex, intimacy, and all that shit. And like mm-hmm. everything's connected, and then yeah. and it's like day to day routines can affect sex, and sex can affect day to day routines. But there is something really fucking difficult when it's like, yeah, kind of everything that's like not working this relationship is because of sex, yeah, and how we relate to it. Yep, yeah, it's tough. It's it's definitely tough. And but again, like you said, it, it might have to do not so much the sex itself, but the day to day stuff that's happening. So you just get, you got to be willing to dig. You don't have to be as direct as us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't actually don't honestly, do that. Yeah, yeah, honestly, don't be as direct as us, but be willing to get to that point in co- of conversation. It doesn't have to be what. Hey, what do I do that turns you on? You can just say, "What do you appreciate about, about me?" Let's have a conversation and build into. Let's build intimacy conversationally. Let me understand why you like being with me, and I want to tell you why I like being with you because I like being with you. It doesn't even want... have to be like let's make a list of the things that we don't like. You can yeah. just focus on the stuff you do like. Yeah, and exactly. On that, exactly, exactly. There's plenty of ways to build intimacy and trust and respect for each other, which ultimately is going to lead to you getting your dick sucked. <laughs> Matt Duckett, Wild Barrett. <laughs> this has been our show. This has been the Maury Provich Doctor. <laughs> We, we want Dr. Roof we, on a bitch. Yeah, we did it all. We really did it all. See, all you got, like, we could have just fucking talked about, like, LeBron and the Drew League and Cryptid yeah. G- Genie bus text, but no, we didn't do that. We yeah. gave you, you we gave you guys what you guys have been asking for. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> Until next time. Later, y'all. <laughs>